0: That's with Larry is a podcast of phone call conversations of me with my best buddy, Larry Keene. Larry is a retired minister and sociology professor, and he has the biggest heart of anyone I know. I'm Rabbi Brian, an ordained rabbi who heads religion outside the box, where I create great spiritual faith, religious content for intelligent digital age seekers like you people of all religious affiliations of none and everyone in between. I decided surreptitiously to record my chats with Larry with the hope that he would later give permission so that you might enjoy listening in. As you can deduce, Larry gave his blessing. Enjoy as we talk about philosophy, religion, sociology, and life. With love, I'm Rabbi Brian. Five things for today's Rabbi Brian Chats with Larry. One, the Beatitudes and be like children. Two, John 3.16, God gave, God's only child. Three, we discuss the ego and a great quote, spirit comes to us on her way to someone else. Four, fate, beauty, truth, glass and God. Finally, what the Bible reads versus what the Bible says. The end of September, dude. I didn't
1: that crazy. It's just everything's uh, bass ackwards, as my mother used to say.
0: Yeah, uh, in my family, we just said it was fucked up.
1: <laughs> Did your mother and father speak the way you do?
0: Well, I had to learn how to talk somewhere. Oh, I don't God. think they were as free with language as I am, but I'm an yeah. erud- I'm an erudite man. <laughs> I won't ever forget that Emmett said to you when you were up here. Grandpa Larry, you're a wise old owl, but I still know seven words you don't know. <laughs> I'll so, never forget that. That was so cute. Talk to me, Beatitudes. Here's yeah, here's what it, I know. There's two lists of them, one in Matthew, one in Luke. Right. One
1: Matthews says, are all together. Luke's kind of scattered. And and
0: historically, who says which is what? One more authoritative?
1: No, no, they, don't, they look at them. The conclusion that's gently drawn is that Matthew is more instructional in a kind of a pedagogical way. Mm. He clusters information like the Beatitudes, and uh, mm. his Sermon on the Mount uh, occurs in fragments throughout Luke, but it's all together in a geographic location. So Matthew structures his instruction very much differently almost as if it's a school
0: with greek greek logic to it
1: certainly i think
0: so you know that kind of well it makes sense his name's luke for god's sakes
1: yeah so luke is a lot more free flowing and is not oh so
0: math i apologize Matthew's the the more i I got Mm -hmm. but one of them said blessed is the poor and the other one said blessed is the poor of spirit and i forget which switch, Brian.
1: Uh, Uh, Matthew
0: says, blessed are the meek. Luke says, blessed are the meek of spirit.
1: Yeah. Luke apparently spiritualizes some of it. But I think that most theologians are saying, no, he's talking about poor people.
0: Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, um, poor.
1: The criticism is that Luke domesticates the much more revolutionary notion of Matthew. Okay. Does Does that make sense? He softens it, poor in spirit.
0: As opposed to the poor, right. And blessed are, there was another one that he changed up. I can't remember what it was right now. Yeah. Uh, let me ask this. So Matthew seven eighteen then has a part that says, be like the children. Should anyone get in the way of that? They have done a horrible thing. It's better. They should put a millstone around their neck and drown better. They should cut their hand off better. They should poke their own eye out. Pretty extreme. Yeah. Now, right. That's not literal. He didn't mean no, that
1: literally. No, no. I, I think that you're right. I think you you nailed it. I think that the, he's just using very uh, sometimes they call it dramaturgical
0: language. Oh, know. I like that. I know some I mean, people who are dramaturgical.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and they'll say that those gosh awful things so stark. So, but it's to make a point. Yeah, you I've been that. I would I I think I'd do that. I, I'm that's I mean, that's what we we're just talking about. Me and my colorful language. Uh, I'm, yeah. If you took it just the way it's written, you would think, well, oh boy, he's an angry man.
1: And I can't put my finger on it right now. But there is some language that uh, scholars have referred to. This is very much like Brian Mayer would
0: say. Oh, you it, you are a kiss ass.
1: Yes, that that it's it's. It's very street language. It's very coarse language. Right. You might even
0: say that he's swearing. Right, 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 probably, right. he probably was. Of course he but, did. He was human. Yeah. Fully human. Yeah. So, so I had a thought about the, put the millstone around your neck, and it brought me back to the story you used to tell about Socrates and Plato going out near the river. Oh, yeah. And I thought of it this way. It was, you know, the, the story... I was telling a guy your story, who was that Socrates, and did I get it right with Socrates and then Plato? Uh,
1: not Plato, but just a, a, a person that was looking for Socrates and looking for the truth. I understand that you you know how to find the truth. Yes, I do, Socrates said. And then they go and they see the river. And
0: and, and Socrates holds the guy's head underwater. Then yeah. Right, which is, of course, a truth story, not a true story. That's he holds right. the guy's right. head underwater. Until the guy's grasping for air, and he says, "So this is how I related it to a guy." And I was doing spiritual direction. I said that Socrates said, "When you want truth as much as you want air," and I said, "Maybe that's what Jesus was saying about the millstone and the cutting your hand off." Is you gotta you gotta want this like and bet your own life on it.
1: That's right. I think so. I'm sure he got their attention when he used those three horrible. Uh,
0: the imagery but i like the imagery of saying look we're playing for keeps here like we're not talking we're talking about do you want the kingdom of heaven because he was just talking about the kingdom of heaven (laughs) is be like the children and if you want that you better be willing to want it in that cut your own hand off yeah or or poke your own eye out that's
1: right that's right and and we have great stories in the in the hebrew bible about that too you know abraham and isaac i mean boy does that not grab your attention
0: yeah that That one we have
1: this is serious stuff let me double underline this
0: you know we don't like that about a we read it every year abraham and isaac we read it i hate it too it's just very difficult and and the thing that was most shocking to me is that abraham the last we just got stories of abraham negotiating with god about sodom and gomorrah For righteous people, there but God Abraham doesn't negotiate with God, saying, "Hey, no, I don't want to kill my son." Yeah, how does that fit in with Christianity? With it's got to be a parallel, right? Abraham does not kill his son, but then you got God doing that to Jesus. That's right. Is that is that a common thought, or is that just my brain picking? No,
1: I just the the thread that I see that's congruent in that is that. The Mediterranean religions, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, picture a compassionate God, a God that loves his children Mm -hmm. and, you know, wants to have concord with his children. That's, That's a very special thing that binds those three religions is that they have a God that's like that. Now, in the midst of that, then, you have this God that's willing to
0: sacrifice his son and Abraham, willing, Would willing, finally, yeah, to do
1: the same. And then you ask yourself, "What's the what's the message in there?" As my old professor used to say, "Wherever you see a therefore, ask yourself what it's there for.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: what's it what there for?" And uh, what's what, do you, the,
0: what, what is, do you come up with for mis- that?
1: Pa? What what is the the message? You know, it's it's part of that extension of that compassionate God. It doesn't look compassionate. It looks horrific. If you were to take it literally, you know, uh it, it looks looks terrible. But this is the price that I'm willing to pay. The loss of my son.
0: Well that goes that goes all the way to what we were just saying about cut your own hand off. There, you, that's right, that's right. Would you be willing to even give up your own son? And I, I will answer that because my boy's in the next room, you probably can hear him screaming. Yeah. My answer is yeah. clearly no. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. So help yeah. me understand, and you had sons, you wouldn't give up their life for anything. I'd give my own life first quite easily.
1: It's almost as if, if you can go back to the dram, dramaturgical stance here, you want me to tell you how extreme my love for you is? I'd give up my son for you. I'm
0: not oh, 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 I'm not oh, 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 right.
1: I'm, I'm talking, that's where my heart goes. There's
0: okay. No limit to what I... Right, right. I would even do this unimaginable thing. Now, I get that for Abraham. Mm It just There's something about that Christian story that just wigs me weird. It
1: wigs me weird, too. And somewhere in the story, there's a wink-wink.
0: For God Uh, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son.
1: Whoever believes in him. Yeah. See, that is a faith statement by John who writes that. That that
0: guy goes to almost every baseball game. He does. There's always a guy in the stands with that.
1: And he has a wig with several colors
0: in it. I I didn't notice that part. Yeah. So what? Help me out with God. So God. That. So whoever believed in him. Now that part does not jive with my understanding. That this doesn't. That doesn't feel. If I was looking in the in the Jesus seminar, would they have red lettered that as a as a true statement? No,
1: they wouldn't
0: have. Help me out, why? Yeah,
1: they wouldn't have stated that. That was a, a post Easter. Uh, faith conclusion by the Christians, and John reflects that in telling the Jesus story.
0: Right, of course, Jesus didn't say that. No. Oh, shit, that's obvious. That's so obvious. Of course, Jesus didn't say, whoever believes in me shall go to heaven.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's the community talking, and if you take that literally, that makes God uh, seeming to be a barbarian.
0: Right, no, that can't work.
1: That would butcher his kids. And that would, you know, butcher his son, his only son. So there's no progeny, you know?
0: Well, it is you're, God. You're God, God could make other children, right? I mean, let, let's not limit God at this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, really, if it's God, God could be like, hey, whoopee to doo so here's another. Way here's way twins. What, what, Here are triplets. What, what
1: can be taken from that is that this was the, the, the faith community's way of saying that God's love is enormous. I like and that. that he wants he wants fellowship with his creation, all of it.
0: I like that, except for the masculine pronoun he, but I like it.
1: Yeah, that's right. I, he, he wants to have, so what can we distill in that? That, that, that he wants that, um, you know, the whole thing of paradise lost. He wants it restored. He wants restoration. If man has walked away, woman has walked away. Mm-hmm. If Adam and Eve have walked away, and been cast out of the garden, he's searching for him. There's a
0: Right. That's that's the book by Heschel, The God in Search of Humanity, God in Search yes. of Man. It wasn't Yeah, this, that's right. This that- great hungry. So for- let me let me ask you this. All right. So here I am, here you are, and do you ever see the musical Tommy? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. There's a line in it where the guy, um, Tom the kid Tommy, says, I could tell you what it takes takes to reach the highest high you'd laugh and say nothing's that simple. (laughs) And I think of it that way is, I mean, all I do is I preach love. And I learned that from my friend Larry Keene. It's just kindness, kindness, kindness. And that's the only way to, but there are sometimes, I just want to shout at people, say, what the, you keep saying that you want your life to be whole. You want it to be filled with more love. I'm going to put your fucking head in the water until you want it as much as you say you want it.
1: Mm-hmm, that's
0: right. Do you get frustrated that way? That's
1: right, yeah. It comes so apparent in this, this election thing that, you know, you look at the notion of truth, how sacred the truth is, and how we've bastardized it, and how we've corrupted it. Yeah. And we're committed to a, a corruption. It's like we prefer the cave rather than the sunlight.
0: So wait, I want to go back to, do you personally find yourself frustrated when people say i want to live this this way but then you see they don't it's hard to
1: move into the growth area of our life if we haven't satisfied the safety needs the sense of attachment to others the sense of being loved
0: okay okay, but again and that holds people back yeah but if they if you say to them look you want this transcendence you want this sense of of surrender with the universe and feeling at one with you got, yeah, sure. You got to get through your childhood trauma first. Yeah. And I can be as clear as day saying that, Mm -hmm. but people would be like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to change horses midstream. Like, well, what the, why, why not?
1: That's right. And and your wife would be able to supply the answer is that we turn to defense mechanisms to defend us. Against further pain.
0: Right, right, right. So the, we. The defenses we, we raise are actually hindrance to it. Right. So we, instead, we strengthen our ego. That's right. We sense strengthen our sense of this is, no, this is who I am. And that's yeah. just. It's uh, a lie,
1: isn't it? you got to somehow get them to see that the, the ego is the ultimate lie and the thing that creates barriers for us in a thousand different ways. And until we have the humility. To say, you know, we've got to start over.
0: Now, there's a story you told me a long time ago of uh, a guy who finds the truth and the devil. You remember this one? (laughs) Go a little farther. And the devil's hench people go, oh, we're in deep trouble. This guy's found the truth. And the devil says, don't worry. He'll try to tell other people.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's an idea I I got from uh, Lewis. Um,
0: C.S. Lewis?
1: Yeah, C.S. Lewis and screw tape letters. Oh, that's uh, too bad. The guy, the guy finds religion. Yeah, and the devil says to him, "Rest assured, you're safe." His great uh, undoing will be that he'll tell it. Tell, tell it to, it to, to other people with, with such egotism that he he goes right back to to zero again. You know, he hasn't gotten his uh-huh. himself off. It's exactly it's exactly where we were in stained glass when Betty made some statement about. Do I believe in heaven uh, so that we can be saved and live forever? And I said to her, no, that's the very thing I'm trying to avoid.
0: Well, I don't but remember that.
1: I said, that if I'm not willing to give up everything, even my ego, my sense of self and my self-survival, how much more self-centered can a person be?
0: Wait, 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 wait. So collecting brownie points to get to heaven is an ego driven. Uh,
1: That's right. You've got to be willing to give it all up, even eternal life.
0: Well, and that goes back to sleep. where we started with the millstone around your neck and the drink, the, That's ne- right. this is not for wimps. It's but, the journey we're on. So I'll tell you a story, a uh, same guy who I'm talking to in spiritual direction. And phew, my gosh, Larry, I, I, It's not, I did good work. He was at the right place. Good work was done. (laughs) But he, he came to me with God being a bastard and, and punishing him. And, Mm -hmm. and we worked through that. We had, we had scheduled to do six sessions and at our sixth session, we're trying to figure out where we're going to go further. He, he can't even remember that he had had the notion of God being a bastard. Oh my goodness. And I was like, "You don't remember that?" He goes, "Well, I trust you implicitly, but no, I don't remember that having. I don't remember that's not how I remember it. His sins were washed away, Brian. Yeah, but he exactly. couldn't. It, it was a. It is a beautiful thing, and I, I don't want to gloss over that. But the well, thing that is a beautiful thing. The thing that got me so much was that once he got to this transformed, where he is now. He doesn't even remember how scary it was to get there.
1: Uh-huh. Well, that's anticipation, isn't it? Yeah, that's good for you, Brian, to be a, to be a part of it, to see it.
0: Oh, I, 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 I have of, some a lot tricks. Of it
1: watches over yourself.
0: I got because some so, tricks up my sleeve that worked.
1: Well, it's if someone is cleansed. Yeah, and you're a participant in that. The cleansing extends to you too. Oh, because yeah. It's just, you can't, you become like what you're a part of. You know, evil companions corrupt good morals.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're only, you're only as kind as fresh. the people you hang out with.
1: Yeah. And when you walk with a saint, uh, there's holiness that spills over. Yeah. And you're affected by that. And you couldn't not be. I mean, that would bring a smile on a cynic's face, I think,
0: it to hear true. something like that. It, it was, a, it was a, th- a thing of miracle. No, Say, I got I got a quote for you, and I don't know the guy who said it, uh, Herbert o- Odresky? I-, I can't find some- Somebody told me the name, uh, and I don't have a spelling on it, but here was the quote. It said, Spirit comes to us on her way to someone else. Spirit comes to us on her way to someone else.
1: <laughs> I really like that. There is a story about, and I won't tell it really well, but you'll get enough out of it to... Appreciated. The guy was so afraid of death. And um he was in Sparta, I think it was, and he, he was running from death and he encountered this guy. He was on a horse and he was going to Athens.
0: Oh, I know this story. It's you a brilliant him? story. It's um Right, yeah. and he, encount- and he, uh, wait, he uh, wait, you encountered Wait, wait, keep keep telling it, keep telling it. I can't remember it was yeah. I know the punchline, but I can't remember the setup.
1: And he's Said to this other person
0: so he knows that, death is going to come to him in Sparta so he leaves for Athens
1: right and the guy says he talks to this guy and he says well, I can't I, I can't be with you because I've got to go to Athens tonight and I'm messing I'm the story up but it's a beautiful story that you sometimes can't
0: um, right it was you, that death wound up being where he was running towards that's right yeah you can't you can't escape the fate. It was a great story. I, I think it's about Islamabad. That's mm-hmm. the way I remember hearing this story, it's is a, the story. I remember
1: my first year of college, I heard that, and I thought, oh, there's a, certain, there's a certain destiny that awaits us. And try as we may, if we continue the way we are, destiny is going to catch up with us. Right. And it may be that that's part of the spirit that you were talking about, that meets you on its way to somewhere else. And maybe, maybe, what's the point of that? Is it saying that if you're alert to it, if you're ready for it, the spirit will enter your life, even though it's on its way to somewhere else?
0: Well, I, and, what I like about it is that you don't hold on. It, 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 you would You would turn it rancid if you tried to hold on to it. Yeah, it's going to go where it's going to go. Spirit is on its up, way.
1: It'll it'll enter you on the way to somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not ours to hold on to, and that's if,
1: it. That's the lesson. Yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful story. That's,
0: it's a great uh, quote. I don't. I don't. Uh, well, one of us will figure out that story.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, getting back to John three sixteen for just a second. Do it And the, me- and the message of the first century. Community that John was in touch with. W- what happens to us is what happened to the first century church, and that is it reduced certain beautiful truths to kind of formulations. You know what I'm saying? It turns it into a formula. If you believe this,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. And it
1: reduces it to a, a, a legalism that's just so distasteful, and it it's like one and one equals two. That's a formula. Marcus Borg says, he says, that kind of thinking flattens out the truth. Yeah. It takes the multiple dimensions of it away, and it just flattens it. Is it true? Yes, it's true, but it's a limited truth. Right. It's not the whole
0: truth. It's not the whole thing. Well, you can't, you can't, you know, I have it here in my office. I wrote this down on a, a piece of stained glass. It still has the label in the corner of it, and I here let me grab it down and I wrote this I wrote an analogy, I wrote art, and then I put a colon is, to beauty, as science is to truth, as religion is to God, yeah. that beauty, truth, and God are nothing you could ever define, and if you right. defined it, you don't have it
1: that's right you, you've, <laughs> that's it exactly that is it exactly and and when I talk to my conservative friends, a lot of times my own family members, yeah. Virginia family, they'll say something, and I'll find myself saying to them, okay, I get what you're saying. Let me say it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Here's the way it really rings powerfully to me. And then I'll say it in a much more metaphorical, subjective, expansive way. Mm-hmm. And I say, this really rings my chimes to
0: say it that way. So if, if you I say so much- it me- metaphorically, you're fine. Reminds yeah, me? yeah, and, I, and I, sometimes I can get them on the
1: same wavelength with me if I say to them, like you and I say to each other a lot. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah, this is what it says, but what does it
0: mean? Right. That's I remember your quote about. Well, that's what the Bible. It reads. It
1: reads but what does it say
0: right that it's a different it's a different thing
1: it's, it's when they say to me well that's what the bible says right no that's what the bible reads now let's talk about what it says
0: right i what gave your it? line somewhat uh to someone recently where you said uh well i just want to stand with jesus on this issue <laughs> oh
1: that's great that always brings a smile to my face
0: because i happen to know and not everyone knows that when you use a line like that or your other one of i'd agree with you but then we'd both be wrong <laughs> when you say things like that the inner little asshole in you gets so delighted at pulling a fast one on people i would never tell anyone no i do tell people i said it's actually it's a lot darker than you think he is <laughs> you know my other favorite you know, thing it would that you be a do a wonderful
1: program for you to yeah conduct since you're so good at them where well, you take that statement and maybe we you would title it something
0: which, which statement are we talking about here
1: what's the difference between how something reads and what something is saying
0: yeah you know where I, I Getting would at that kind of I, where discussion. I would I would I would tie that into is the idea that the meaning of communication is in the response not in the intention. Mm -hmm. And then I can even look at somebody who comes at me and says something really critical, but I can look at it and say, you know what, they're committed to my growth. So it could be what they say, but uh, what it reads is one thing, but what it says is up to me. And I can choose to take their insult and take it and say, you know what, they're trying to better me.
1: That's a wonderful thing. And, And that's a sign of growth. That is a real sign of growth. I remember. And let me illustrate that in a different way. When I was young, I felt that I needed to have, do you know what the phrase proof texting is? Of course. you, know, you,
0: you got to cite the and chapter reported. and verse as to where it's from.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I felt like I needed to be, <clears throat> on many, many subjects, loaded with proof texts. Of course. That's the way I was raised. Of course. And I constantly felt anxious that I wouldn't have the right one, mm. or that I wouldn't have enough of them. Or I wouldn't have a well-sculpted argument, you know. And it puts you in a position of really being weak, not strong. Makes you feel weak, not strong. Right. And then I finally came to the place that I didn't need to protect the truth. The truth will protect me. I don't need to protect that line of thinking. Mm. If it's it's true to me, I'll just live with
0: with it. And you don't need the prepared answer to it. Don't need anything and all of a sudden I became much more relaxed. Oh, can I throw this all the way back full circle? That's be like yeah. that's being like the children. Children don't have pretense. Children don't rehearse their arguments. They're just real in the moment. That's right, exactly. And the more I am the less I you know, I prepare the crap out of classes and services that I run, but when sure. I just let go and let it go where it's gonna go, yeah. It it's it's a more beautiful thing.
1: Well, it sure is true. That is so true. Greatest sermon I ever preached.
0: I remember was it.
1: Was the one I didn't preach. Right. I just sat in the chair and cried. Yep. Because Virginia was dying. I was sure of it. Yeah. And I said to the congregation, "Help me." And uh, I walked out feeling ten feet tall.
0: Yeah. They preached and they to you did
1: too. Yeah. You know, we were all.
0: It it's was. Like, it was honest. It was real.
1: It was real, and it's like what you said earlier when. When someone holy comes by, you're blessed by it. Mm. Uh, It was a holy moment. We were all blessed. Amen. It wasn't my moment. It was our moment. Yeah. and We were all in it together. Uh, You've heard that uh, the definition of fellowship is
0: fellows in the same ship. Oh, you know what word that goes with? Companion. Ship. No, you know where companion is? Companion is with Bread. bread. Yeah. People and commensurate. Is at the same table, Mensa table.
1: Well, yeah, we were all at the same table.
0: Right, that's commensurate. All oh, right, yes. speaking these of are, fun words,
1: bread together, and see, that's when Jesus, the resurrection story in Emmaus, he follows these two people, husband and wife, probably, go into their house, and he was made clear to them because they didn't know who he was in the breaking of bread. Amen. It's that companionship. Amen. They were together. And it was a holy thing. Yeah, wow. and that's what I would say to my conservative brother-in-law, sisters-in-law, is that I would give them that much more spiritual, seems to me, kind of answer instead of this just proved that he was the Messiah. That just flattens it out.
0: Yeah, that's there's there's not there's no meat in that. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right.
0: Buddy, I'm gonna run myself along. Um, the All next right, time we good. talk, thank
1: you for calling.
0: You're just welcome. Just, I got a I, I got a homework for you. I have a word for you. Maybe yeah. you already know it. height. Never heard of it. G e g e, and then Lawson. A l a s s e n, and then height. H e i t. Take a look at that word. You're gonna love it. When you get a chance to email, them, I'll send it right over to you. Yeah. Where in the world did you hear that? Is that a German word? It's a German word. The Anabaptists use it, and um, uh, I'll send it to you, and you'll, you'll fill in the blanks. Okay, thank you. I love you, brother. Love you, too. Have a wonderful day. Bye. That was this week's episode of Chats with Larry. Please, before you listen to another episode or do something else, think about two friends who might enjoy listening to this and send them a text or email right now. Tell them to listen to Chats with Larry. Thanks to Steve Koch, my producer. There will be another episode next week. And thanks to all of you who donate and support to Religion Outside the Box. Religion Outside the Box can be found at ROTB.org. On the website, you can sign up for the 77% weekly My Spiritual Religious Faith message delivered to your inbox 40 out of 52 weeks a year. You can shop at the Etsy store for great religious spiritual faith creations. Learn more about the Saturday service and stop on by some Saturday, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, for a live streamed dogma. A free religious service open to everyone and a special thanks to Virginia Keene and as always to my BFF Larry Keene I love you buddy